here with clearing corners we got cody and jeff with us again um if you're not tracking on it cody is a school resource officer jeff is a vice principal um and so we've been really hitting on privacy safety um suicidal tendencies everything social media and cell phone related and i mean i think we all agree that a lot of it that we've talked about is for um girls um, mm-hmm. but boys are a part of it too. So right. let's kind of expand on that portion a little bit as well. Yeah. So as far as the, the drama and stuff like that, a lot of it is, is mostly the girls that with the boys, what we see a lot of is being lethargic, showing up to school late, uh, sleeping through class. Um, and Jeff will ask him, why are you so tired? What do they say? I was up, up all night on YouTube or playing, uh, Cod or Fortnite. I was just watching TV, playing games, and and that's that's one thing that that we've seen a lot of is uh, just nonstop. You know, there's there's a couple kids that, like I was saying in the last episode, I follow some of these kids. They don't know that I'm following them on social media. They've got some you know streaming things that they're they're streaming their their Call of Duty or whatever, and and it's you know a two hour thing that they that they've streamed, and you they're up all night long and then we'll come in and they'll, they'll be dragging. I mean, there are zombies walking through the front door and what, how late were you up last night? Uh, three o'clock. What were you doing? Watching YouTube. It's like, man, you gotta go to sleep. bro. Parents, the parents don't yeah. think they're up. There's oh, they're not doing anything. You know, we'll do a home visit here and there, knock on the door and the kid's still sleeping. It's interesting that they so openly give that to you. Mm-hmm. I think it really, when you, Think back to when you were a teenager. If you were given a rule within your household or even at a school, and and we all do it, and we all we all experienced it. Maybe you were caught doing something. I don't know that the majority of teenagers are going to give that so freely, but I think it's such a regular part of their life. Mm-hmm. And even parents allow them to do it. It's open. It's open season. It's being right. like it's yeah, normal. I, I I'm playing till three in the morning. Yeah, I'm on YouTube watching X, Y, and Z until two, three in the morning. I think it's just a regular thing that they it's, see. It's it's normalcy. And and the other thing, and this this is kind of a nod to Jeff, is he's created these relationships with these kids, right? They they come and they see him every day, and you know a lot of these kids that are coming in this late, you know they they've got Fs, they they've got tardies, they've got you know they're missing school, so he focuses on these kids. And so when they come in, it's like, hey man, how how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm all right. Stayed up all night last night playing playing Xbox, and and and. I think, you know, we talk about kids and their addiction to these social media and screens and, and, and just getting out of real world. And, but I think some of these parents are the same way. Right. And a lot of these kids we've talked, we've got a group of, of kids that want that structure. I think kids want structure, right? They want to have a, somebody to look up to someone to go to and maybe, and I'm not saying this is the case in everybody, but maybe that relationship at home is not so great. And so when they come to school, they're looking for that mentor. They're looking for someone. So um, I think that's another reason why they're so open to share with us, or at least with Jeff. And with me, it's a little bit different because I'm, I'm the big bad cop. But um, 
you know, there's there's a few of them that, that I've gotten to really know, and and they they come and talk to you. They they want. I think they really want help. But but at that point too, it's it's an opportunity for for education, right? So when they tell me that, I never barrage them, never never judge them. I just take it an opportunity of you know what, man, you might want to just try to shut it down at eleven, go to bed, blah blah blah, trying to educate them about the next four years of your life, about education, about employment, about income, about um, salaries, about owning a house. And because those are the things. And then if I, that's why they keep coming because they know that I'm not going to just judge them and hammer them. I'm just going to, hey, you're up all night. Go let, well, you know, let's talk about that. So that's very important. But we have a lot of boys that are doing that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a disorder. It's the, an actual disorder. The other thing that, that we've seen a lot with, with boys particularly is, you know, the game, the type of game that they're playing, right? So um, you've got your Call of Duty, Fortnite, which is more cartoonish, but it's still a shooting game. It's still a first-person shooter game. You've got the, the one that just drives me completely bonkers is Grand Theft Auto, you know, GTA Five, And I think that from what I understand, they're coming out with the GTA Six here shortly, but... I don't understand any parent that allows their kid to play no. that game. Well, I don't but think they know what Cody's going to share. I don't think they know that this is in there, what he is going to share. I think it's a secret place, but go ahead, Cody. But, but the thing is, it. is with, with, as you say, I don't know a parent that would let them play that. I, I don't have the exact number here with me, but it's the highest grossing video game ever sold in the history of video games. <laughs> like the, the day that GTA Five was released, it was like millions of copies millions of copies on the on in the first 24 hours so this game i mean has made billions and billions of dollars and you get into these games and and it's for those people that don't know it's kind of an open map it's a form you know or an open city where you can walk around you can you can choose to do missions if you want and and follow a storyline or you can just kind of do your own thing and 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 do whatever you want, but every one of these missions is based on killing somebody, you know, gang-related, gang-related, drug-related, stealing cars to pay off debt or whatever, and then you watch these cutscenes, which are between missions and stuff like that. One of them I was I was completely shocked is is this cutscene is is set in you know you're walking into a strip club. And it is, and, and the kids can pull up and watch these cutscenes on YouTube, but it's it's straight porn. I mean, it's it's cartoon porn, and it's graphic. It's, it's, it's really very graphic. graphic, very you know, naked girls giving you a lap dance, and and it, it's a first person view, right? There's one thing that's super popular in the game is is you can pull up and pick up a hooker, and you take and you drive that hooker around, and and in this version of the game, I mean, it is first person. This this hooker is straddling you in this car and and the language and it's very graphic it is unbelievable the things that 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 are happening and and what's common in the gameplay is you have sex with a hooker or she gives you oral sex or whatever you choose to pay for um and then she gets out of your car and starts to walk away well you jump out of your car you go over you pull out your shotgun and you, you shoot her in the head and guess what you collect the money that you just paid. Oh, real. And and so and these kids are watching that, playing that game. And they're yeah, and it's normalizing some of this behavior. There's there's some cases that I look at, or or you know, I've seen kids that are way into this type of stuff, and you can see it in their behaviors, and some of the other problems that we have, where you're going, man, this kid needs some help. 
because this type of thing is becoming normal. It's normal for them to st- steal and kill and, and, and have sex with hookers and then kill them afterwards. And it's just, it blows my mind. Well, in, in common sense media that, you know, that you, you alluded to in the first episode, they, they talk about IGD, um, internet gaming disorder in there. And it literally re- rewires your brain. And there's a big thing in there. If you haven't read it, go to Common, uh, common um, Sense Media mm-hmm. and check out the uh, Internet Gaming Disorder and read about it. But it's alarming because it really does rewire the brain. That's when you, he said we start seeing them kind of uh, I- emulating the game. Mm-hmm. And more aggressive behaviors, mm-hmm. gang being more, acting more like gang members or, or just being more violent in the things that they're saying and doing and stuff like that. And the other thing with, with the gaming is, you know, we've talked a lot about predators with girls and Instagram and, and, and them getting picked up. Well, there's, and you guys may have seen cases of this, but um, you, whenever you play like Call of Duty, you wait in a lobby, right, as the game is, is getting ready to start. Well, that that's an open lobby, and everybody that's got a headset can talk to each other. And, and we've seen... Um, these predators will get on yep. and, and, and I even, even I've talked about my boy a lot in a couple of the past episodes, he'll get friend requests all the time from being in a Fortnite lobby. Right. And I'm like, and, and he knows that he's not to accept those friend requests and deletes them and ignores or blocks them or whatever that, you know, if, if he doesn't know that that's his friend at school that gave him his gamer tag or whatever, he's not to accept those things, but he gets them constantly. Yeah. And, and that's just another way for these predators to come in and, and start a relationship with these kids. And so as parents, we, I mean, we've, we've talked about this a lot, but we need to understand and know what we can do to prevent some of this stuff. We, you know, you talked about downloading the apps and, and playing with the apps and finding out what goes on and educating ourselves on on, and we're kind of in this weird situation where this, all this social media stuff is new to us just as it is for them. Right. So we don't even, we don't know how to navigate it. Right. We don't know what type of rules to set because we don't know really what's out there. So educating yourself and, and coming up with ways to, to teach your kids the dangers and, and everything about it is super important. Big takeaway I'm getting from these last few episodes is parents just, they need to be involved. Right. Um, Grand Theft Auto is very easy for a a kid to tell mom and dad, hey, I'd really like to play this game. Well, they just put TV or gaming mature because, you know, there there can be violence every once in a while, but I'll just avoid those missions or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the kid gets the game. Puts his headset on so parents can't hear right. what's being said, and it looks like they're just driving around. So I got that game. I I was in the the Marine Corps, and we're not known for being the most uh, non vulgar people. <laughs> Stop and it. I it's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> I got that game, and I I couldn't believe it. I it was it was tasteless for me. I I didn't care to play it because you'll be on a mission. There'll be someone in your car, and the whole time this person is just cussing up the storm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even make sense. They're just swearing just yeah. to swear and using all these other terms that you wouldn't want your kid to hear, know what they are, or even question, what is that? And you know they're not going to come to you. They're going to go to UrbanDictionary.com because like you said in the last episode, Jeff, was 80% of kids 
have access to the web with no guidance. So now they can go research. What is that? Let me see an image of that. Mm-hmm. Boom. You just got your, your kids in porn now. Um, Click and, of a button. Yeah. You know, oh. so be involved. I'm not saying micromanage. Every parent's got to figure out how they want to parent their kid, but you should still be involved. Absolutely. And this is what I want to transition to. We, we've had, I, I really appreciate Cody, Jeff, all of your input is, is helping us transition into assisting our listeners, especially the ones that reached out to us. And they're wondering, what do I do? I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. And so what I'd like to do is to provide our listeners some things that, that they can do. And I've got some notes here. I apologize. Let me, let me pull them out. I am part of a unit that actively goes and searches for online predators. It's something that, that I have a passion for. Cam knows that I did. I, I pushed and pushed and pushed for a, a proactive uh, target on these predators uh, from our own department. It's nationwide, but this, this proactive unit, I've discussed it in, in past episodes. I will let you know that these predators are very, very savvy. And I'm not going to apologize for what I'm going to say. One of the things that I wake up in the morning for is to get them. I have such a passion to get these people off the streets. And it's even, it's even more of a joy when I can be talking with someone online and set up a case on them to where they come in. We have the elements of the crimes that we were looking for. And we're able to meet up with them, take them down. It's even more gratifying when I'm the one that puts the cuffs on them. Yeah. Not going to apologize for that. That is what I wake up in the morning for. I've been doing uh, these types of investigations for over five years, the proactive side for about a year and a half now. And I can tell you it is a bigger problem than what parents or anybody else even knows. And it is on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Snapchat, Kick, Omegle, I mean, you name on and on and on and on. And to be honest with you, most parents probably wouldn't even know some of these apps that, that we come across mm-hmm. and that we download and that we actively put ourselves into a situation where the person on the other line thinks that they're talking to a child. And that's the whole point. But once they find out who we are in terms of our age, it's amazing to me the percentage that continues to talk to us. And it's absolutely mind-blowing. Mm. So we want to let our parents know, what do I do? First and foremost, you have to educate yourself. Cam, you and I have talked about this over and over and over again, even in past episodes. Technology, you're more far advanced than me. It must be because of my age. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I brought it up that time. That's yeah, number that's, five. That's five. That's number five. That's the first step, though. That is the first step. <laughs> you, you have to educate yourself. You have to educate yourself. Now, if you go to the Internet Crimes Against Children, and you can, you can Google it, you can go to their main page, but the Internet Crimes Against Children, there are task forces all over the United States. This website, if you go to the proper links in terms of Internet safety, they have link after link after link even for the beginner parent or educator or responsible adult over these children. And one of the, the 
pieces of document that I printed off just for this episode is specifically technology 101. And this goes down to the parents actually learning what an app is, what cyberbullying is, social networking, check-ins, SMS, text, sexting. You would be surprised in our cases, Cam, that we've had what parents don't know, even down to the very minimal, what the emojis mean. Well, remember we had to research and print out in our office was a list of images, emojis, to know what they meant because yeah. we didn't understand when we were reading it. Right. It was code. And it was all yeah. in code, but it was off of emojis. Yeah. And Crazy. I mean, kids come up with their own code, their own language. way of, exactly, their own language. And as a parent or an educator, if you don't keep up on what those codes are, you're going to miss so much. Kids just have a way of finding this stuff and, and they have a way of manipulating certain situations so that adults don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You just have to count on the highest of percentage of teenagers kind of rolling into that, whether it's peer pressure or them just wanting to, to spread their wings and, and be out of the control of parents, whatever the case may be, but they're going to find it. And so we encourage parents. Again, there's a lot of different websites out there to educate you. But Technology 101 is available. This was off of the ICAC uh, website. And again, I encourage you to go through and educate yourself. If you don't know a lot of these definitions, uh, down to blog, blogging, profile, anything that would have to do with uh, spyware, Trojan, blogger, online journal. If these are terms that, as I read them off, you're not familiar with, that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like taking English 101 in college. Right. You got to start. Absolutely. It's, it's required. And so what I would tell parents, if you're going to begin somewhere in educating yourself about all things technology that your kids are involved with, rule number one, educate yourself on the lingo and what you are actually looking at. Anybody have any input on well, that? I like just what, what Cam said, you just Im- involvement. My parents have to be massively involved, whatever your privacy, safety, um, barometer is it's it's being involved and that's one thing that mm-hmm. we don't see sometimes they're just not as involved because there's a lot of things parents can do and a lot Absolutely. of things they can do to clamp down that when Absolutely. you talk about um you know listening active listening is important um if your kid makes a a, a statement and they say a word that you don't recognize but it sounds like it could be inappropriate they probably didn't just come up with it um and there's probably more to that um, if you're actively listening, I had just mentioned it not too long ago, but go on ur- urbandictionary.com and see what they understand that <laughs> that to mean. Yeah. And then play be, stupid. Be and prepared. Like, yeah. yeah. That's my jam. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm so old, right, Cam, yeah. that I have to go to the Urban Dictionary, but man, I, I come across something in my case and I'm not familiar with the lingo, immediately Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. And it has helped me in so many cases. All the Model Ts, sure. now they're cars. You know, they right. have different models and stuff. You know? Right, right. So but educate yourself. Keep up on the lingo. Make <laughs> sure that you're doing everything that you can. I, 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 I've told parents multiple times in a lot of my cases, like, if, if you had a deaf child, you would do everything within your power to communicate with that child. And you would learn sign language. Mm-hmm. We... This is an epidemic. I know that that word has been thrown out uh, for a lot of things that I wouldn't consider to be an epidemic. Hmm. Things that have to do with our kids with electronic use and social media 
is an epidemic, whether it be cyberbullying, whether it be sexual predators, whether it be uh, sexting. It almost seems like that's how teenagers are dating these days. Oh, absolutely. These days. And they see it as as, as a normal way to, to uh, communicate with their peers. I think I told you the, uh, the other day, the real pandemic is social media. That is a real pandemic at this point. And I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. Epidemic. Absolutely. So, again, keeping with where you can go, I would invite you, even you, you can take my word for it. Again, Internet Crimes Against Children, you can go to their main page they'll have link after link in in terms of social media safety but this was a link also it actually is from www.enough.org and it's also found on www.internetsafety101.org and i'm going to read through this and i hope especially the the individuals that reached out to cam and i this week and they said please please delve deeper into what can i do We've talked about age appropriateness. Mm-hmm. We've talked about uh, stories and the nightmares that come with uh, gaming, uh, cyberbullying, all the different apps that are out there. Um, we'll go with the ones that we see the most. And in my opinion, and Cam is, is I think you're going to be right there. You'll give your opinion as to what are the most dangerous apps for kids. But please take notes. This is specifically for everyone that reached out to us. This is called Rules and Tools Checklist. And this is specifically for parents, educators, and other caring adults. And again, www.enough.org and www.internetsafety101.org. So the rules side, first and foremost, establish an ongoing dialogue and keep lines of communication open. Supervise use of all internet-enabled devices. Know your child's online activities and friends. Regularly check the online communities your children use, such as social networking and gaming sites, to see what information they are posting. Supervise the photos and videos your kids post and send online. Discourage the use of webcams and mobile video devices. Teach your children how to protect personal information posted online and to follow the same rules with respect to the personal information of others. Be sure your children use privacy settings. Instruct your children to avoid meeting face-to-face with with someone they only know online or through their mobile device. Teach your children how to respond to cyber bullies. Establish an agreement with your children about internet use at home and outside of the home. Those are the rules as they they outline. And I know that there's a lot of things in there that we've already talked about, Mm -hmm. which is the point in, in bringing you guys on. But now we're going to give the parents the tools. The rules, if they didn't even know how to set them, we, we recognize that there's a lot of different reasons that I think kids are left alone these days. Sometimes a household can only support that household and everybody within that household by having a dual income. And many times you're going to have the husband and the wife, the mother, the father, or whatever the case may be, out working where a kid is left to fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, as yeah. unfortunate as that is, for a lot of families that are put into that situation, there are still things that you can do to protect your kids. Again, I read off the rules. Now we're going to provide some things off of this document that's going to give you the tools necessary to do what you need to do to keep your kids safe. So these are the tools. 
Number one says set age appropriate filters. Consider using monitoring software, especially if you're if you sense your child is at risk. Periodically check your child's online activity by viewing your browser's history. Set time limits and consider using time limiting software. Disallow access to chat rooms and only allow live audio chat with extreme caution. Limit your child's instant messaging contacts to a parent-approved buddy list. Use safe search engines. Set up the family's cybersecurity protections. Utilize parental controls on your child's mobile phone and other mobile devices. And they give a note at the end. So those are the tools that parents can can use. And there's a lot of different things with each one of those tools and a lot of different um, security apps that are out there that can right. assist parents. Yeah, for sure. And the, it, we've talked about that, but it says make sure, and again, parental control, sh- c- sorry, parental control should be utilized on all internet enabled devices. That includes desktops, laptops, and gaming, mobile, and music devices. Which a lot of parents sure. don't even think about. They think about the gaming and the ass, but not the music. Right. And one thing I just want to touch on that too is, yeah, there are these programs and they're phenomenal, right? To to be able to help you with these things, but it's just a tool. It's just something to assist you, right? Yeah. Just because you've enabled all your safe searches and and filters and and privacy settings you've set, that doesn't mean you could just walk away from it and be like, oh. Well, everything's good to go, right? That that goes back to the, the rules where you're constantly monitoring. You're, you know your kids' passwords. You know that you can't just trust that an app, albeit a fantastic monitoring app, is going to do the work for you. You still have to keep that open communication and continue to educate your kids. You so, got to work at it. Right. So you you got to work at it. I mean, going back to the example that you had in listening to one of our past episodes with your son and, mm-hmm. and, and the communication that you had with him, that cannot be the last time that you talk to your right, boy. Right, absolutely. And that's what we want to tell parents is this is, you set the ground rules, but I don't know how many times we have sat our kids down and one of the first things we say is, you know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> because we've gone over the household rules so many times. And so it's, it's not uncommon for my wife or I to say, you knew the rules. Yep. Why are we here again? Mm-hmm. It's the constant communication because one of the things that we all have to realize Technology is constantly changing. And because uh, technology is constantly changing, our learning has to constantly grow. Mm -hmm. And we have to, we have to uh, keep up on those rules. We have to keep up on those tools so that we can, uh, you know, benefit the the kids and and their safety. Yeah. Well, like you said, Cody, it's not a fire and forget missile with that, uh, with the software that helps monitor. Um, I actually wrote these down as you were going over it with rules. They, Every single one of those started with know, regularly, supervise, teach, instruct. What did we say in the last two episodes? Be involved. That's mm-hmm. where parents, you have to be involved. You have to be educated. A, a cell phone is is a lot of responsibility for us. If we decide to give that to our kids, can't just expect them to, to know how to do it all. You know, we have to be involved. We have to be educated. And know what keeps coming out because it is constantly changing, as well. And it's very addictive, and they and they know it's very addictive, and they create all the programs to be very addictive. And I'll say it again, and I'll say it a hundred times: 
they're 13 and 14 and 15 and 16, they are not old enough to manage all of this because it's, it, it's, it's too overwhelming. And we've got to constantly do those tools because um, it's, it's really damaging. You have to parent. You, you can't just uh, take the position of a friend. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time with the, the parents that only want to be the, the cool parent and the, and the friend. At some point, you have to completely put that aside. Look at your kids and say, I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. We can do things that friends do. But there's a big difference between friends and family members who don't really care about anything on the outside world. Within these four walls, we want to protect our own. Mm -hmm. And parents need to step up. They need to step up. They need to implement these rules. And then they need to keep up on those rules. Mm -hmm. Look into all the new tools that are out there. And continue to educate themselves. If you... If you're anybody that is within the sound of our voices, if you allow your kid to have Snapchat, if you allow your kid to have TikTok, if you allow your kid to have Instagram or Kick, listen, if your kid has Kick, please call me. We need to have a talk. <laughs> okay. There's yeah. a lot of, but again, I, I go back to it. Snapchat's at the top of my hit yeah, list. Absolutely. I will always encourage parents, please delete that from your kid's phone. And you can let them know that Detective Matt said go ahead and do it and you know that 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 friend parent barrier is pretty tough for a lot of people and i always like to frame it as advocate parent because we need to advocate for our kids 24 7 and we need to parent them 24 7 and being a friend that's a that's a tough boundary for a Mm -hmm. lot of people Mm -hmm. that's a tough boundary of what take your phone away but dang it we're not gonna be able to do that that's a tough boundary it is. It is. And, and every single, going back to what I always say, I'm never going to tell a parent, Mm-mm. but man, I do my best to try to educate. I, I, I call it my educated opinion because I have so much experience with so many different gnarly situations that no family ever wants to be in ever, ever. And I can't, I, I can't tell you enough. If you're not the one teaching your kid and if you're not the one uh, being the guardian over your kid, uh, you're opening them up to the predators out there, but you're also opening them up to be taught by someone that you don't want them to teach. And the information that things. they don't want to be taught, you're right. Yeah. So I told you we would tackle um, our hit list, our personal hit list. Everyone is probably going to have a little bit different. You guys, I think when we were we were talking before we were on audio here, you had mentioned uh, TikTok was a big one TikTok within the schools that you see. Yeah. What, what are the biggest ones that you see within the school that parents need to uh, have an eye out for? Uh, TikTok is going to be huge. Instagram for Instagram sure. Instagram and Snapchat are probably the three big ones. The top three. And I know we I know we tell people, or we've been saying a lot. I'm not going to tell people how to parent, but I'll I'll tell you how to parent. If you if your kid has Snapchat, <laughs> take it off. If they've got TikTok, take it off because there is zero. Uh, benefit to any of those apps, right? There's nothing on TikTok that is going to make your child's life any better. There's nothing on Snapchat that is going to make your child's life better. Hundred, take them off their phones. And it, when I say it's at the top of my list, I would I w- Snapchat is probably right there at number one. Mm-hmm. I invite any listener to do research as to how Snapchat came out and how it was advertised mm-hmm. in the beginning. It yeah. was a, it was, well, we'll, we'll address that. I want to give it away 
do your research because that's part of the show. We want individuals to do their research. We want them uh, to learn for themselves. Here's a little bit of homework for every listener out there. Google whatever search engine that you want. Look up Snapchat and exactly what it was used for and advertised in the beginning of its making. Mm-hmm. And realize that it is one of the most downloaded and utilized dangerous, dangerous apps kids yeah. are using these days. And I'll say that. Um, anything else? Those are the top ones that you guys see. Yeah. Most problems. Uh, those, you those mentioned three. gaming with the boys. Gaming's little, yeah. What about you, Ken? What do you think? What were the ones that you saw the most with your cases? Well, the ones I would deal with the most would be Snapchat and Instagram. Um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously in patrol now, so I've got a different perspective than you or Jeff and Cody and your guys' things. But I do see um, there is an issue kind of going back to the whole reason we did these last few episodes with cell phones and stuff like that. Um, you need to educate them on just safety and in vehicles as well. This last week, uh, the last day I was working, actually, a juvenile girl just smashes the back of a car in front of her. And we're like, looks like you didn't even try to hit the brakes. Well, she was on her phone. Mm-hmm. You know, had to get that important Snapchat out. Right. Notification came in, had to answer it. Yep, yep. they're nonstop. It's going to continue to come in. I, I'm in agreement with everyone at this table. The top two apps that I see within my cases, and I'm not talking about the proactive side because that's me uh, downloading uh, apps that I had never even heard about, uh, creating profiling and going after those online predators. But in terms of the the reports that come in for sex abuse or or, uh, the sextortion cases that are out there, especially with uh, teenagers, but even down to kids that are considered children Mm -hmm. under state law, I see Snapchat and Instagram. And here's here's the little little factoid about Instagram. So they, they continue to try to get a new demographic. And I had heard a rumor. I haven't really done the research. I'll, I'll update that on a, a future show. But I heard that they were targeting to actually make an Instagram for kids. And here's my caution with that to any parent that's listening. Instagram, as we've already said, is one of the biggest problems within schools that you guys have already laid out Mm -hmm. Uh, from a law enforcement standpoint, it's one of the tops that we see with a lot of our cases. So there should be a red flag for any guardian that's out there anyway. Now, Instagram trying to target and say, we're going to make Instagram for kids. What exactly changed? Because kids are already using Instagram. And so in my opinion, I don't know exactly what you're going to do except change the name to Instagram for kids. Mm -hmm. That's going to be any different than what kids are already experiencing on the regular Instagram already. I don't, I don't even know what they would do to say it's safer. What have you done already? Knowing all the problems that are out there, they get warrant after warrant after warrant from law enforcement for cases all throughout the United States. So what have you done now to make things safer? I haven't heard that, but I'm also not going to, sit here and target them until I do the full research. That's part of the show. We want people to be educated and go and do your own research, but I'd be interested about that. And and I'm sure that other apps are going to follow, but what are they doing to make it safer? Mm -hmm. That's what we're looking at, right? Yeah. It's probably going to be more like uh, what Cody had mentioned earlier on kind of that fire and forget missile. It'll make them feel warm and fuzzy that they're on Instagram for kids. So parents don't feel like they really need to, keep up with what's going yep. on 
but they're going to, kids are going to exploit it. I promise you that they are, they are savvy Mm -hmm. with technology and they're going to find a way. Absolutely. Man, such good information. You guys have, you, I, I really, really, really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you. For Thank you very us. much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And let me tell you what you guys are doing. I couldn't applaud more and I encourage you guys to continue to push it. This needs to go out there. I know we've already talked about it, but big tech, a lot of the, the commercials, companies that, that send the commercials out nation worldwide, there's not enough of this talk. And this truly is, as in your own words, Jeff, as you said, it's the pandemic that we're dealing with day in and day out that a lot of times parents don't even know that we're dealing with. And I hope that as our listeners have uh, taken part in these episodes with us, I hope that something uh, came to your mind where you say, I need to do better mm-hmm. and I need to research it out. My kid has almost all the apps that these guys mentioned, and I don't know how to manipulate them. Right. And I don't know how to keep track of my kids uh, usage of those apps. I need to do better. And uh, again, thanks for having us, but there's a ton of public awareness, ton of public education about Instagram and Snapchat. There's definitely not enough public information about the harms of Instagram and Snapchat. That's right. kind of where right. we're taking a passion, taking a stance right now. We, we want to have as much public awareness of the dangers of it and how, how harmful it is to kids. And that's why we're going to start our campaign. We're going to start doing things, trying to get um, parents educated, parent nights. We're going to do everything we power that we can to help save our kids the best we can because there's a ton of danger and the, you know, there needs to be public awareness of that. And that's not just coming from officers' perspectives. That's coming from a school resource officer that, yeah, technically is an officer, um, but there's a whole lot more that goes uh, on his his daily duties dealing with kids on that front line, and it's coming from a school administrator as well. So um, if they're saying they're seeing it, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty accurate. Anyways, a lot of information. Um, so at the end here, I just kind of want to go over some of the resources we had mentioned, uh, commonsense.org, internetsafety101.org, enough.org. Um, going back to the first couple episodes, there's a, a YouTube on Amanda Todd. Um, make sure you check that out, kind of talking about um, suicide, you know, being tied with, you know, cyber stuff, rather it's uh, bullying, that type of stuff. Um, Social Dilemma on Netflix should definitely be in pretty much everyone's list of, Check of it things out. to do. Um, and then Internet Crimes Against Children. I'm going to post this on our uh, Facebook page, uh, all these links, so you can go there for it as well. Um, hit us up. Hit us up. Let us know. Either hit us in messages, uh, comment on one of our posts. Let us know your thoughts, your experiences, if there's anything else you want us to bring up. A big portion of this episode did come from people reaching out to us and asking questions. So keep bringing those our way and, and we'll keep clearing these corners. Beep, 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 beep,